thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one. That may be describing you. You may be in a sick room. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. the top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome to Jesus the Healer. We're so glad you joined us today. Uh, I've got a studio audience in here and we're just going to feast on the Word together. I tell you, it's when you get thrilled with the Word that it works for you. When you treat it casual, um, you don't draw out the way you should on the Word. And so uh, just you just purpose to be thrilled. You know, I, I remember uh, I remember when my, my youngest son was growing up one time, you know, he loved to go to Disneyland. So we would take him at times to Disneyland. And uh, he was a little older one day, and I decided, well, we'll just surprise him at going to Disneyland. So one morning I got up and I said, we're going to take you to Disneyland today. And he said, oh, okay. And when the way his response was, I knew we're done with those surprises because if it doesn't thrill him any more than that, we can do something else. Well, I want God to know that the word thrills me and you, you stir up the thrill, you stir up, you choose to be thrilled. And so I know the word thrills you today and I'm, I'm glad you joined us today. And like I said, when you get thrilled with the word, that's when it works for you. Get your Bible and get a notepad and get a pen and follow along with us. Take notes because good students become doers of the word. And so we don't just want to say we heard it. We want to say we live it. Amen. Amen. Uh, The previous episode, we were talking about something that God began dealing with me about, and that is teaching on the mind, the mind, us being skillful, Uh, regarding the mental arena is so important because everyone's got a mind. (laughs) You you can never say this does not apply to you. You can never say you don't need it. Everyone needs to be skillful at having a disciplined thought life. You know, the blessings of God are so, they're so far reaching. They are so abundant, healing, provision, peace, joy, uh, victory, all these things that belong to us in Christ. But one of the things that we cannot leave out that is part of our inheritance is Christ is a sound mind. I tell you what, God never intended for you to go through this life with your mind tormented, harassed. If, if, if Christians are living with troubled minds, there's good news. There's a better, there's a better flow offered you. (laughs) That does not have to be uh, descriptive of your life anymore. Living depressed, living oppressed, living troubled, harassed, anxious, fearful, just dominated by thoughts that trouble. That's not what God authored for us. And if that's what we're living, we have to say we're doing it wrong. Not God's doing it wrong Mm -hmm. and not waiting for the devil to leave us alone, but for us to gain skill with the sound mind that belongs to us in Christ. 
You know, healing belongs to us. Prosperity belongs to us. As I said, victory belongs to us. It is our privilege to become skillful at those flows and blessings that belong to us. But we also have to become skillful with the, with the blessing of a sound mind. Yeah. It, you, yeah. you do not experience a sound mind automatically. Right. You have to become skillful with the word mm -hmm. that is the source of our sound mind. Right? right? That's right. That's right. And so <clears throat> all the blessings of God belong to us, but um, whether or not we experience them will be dependent on how we think. Mm -hmm. If we think wrong, we hinder the flow of God's blessings in our life. Mm -hmm. Why? Because wrong thinking goes into wrong believing. Mm -hmm. Wrong believing goes into wrong speaking. Wrong speaking goes into wrong doing. Mm -hmm. And, but right thinking goes into right believing. Mm -hmm. It brings us into right speaking and then right actions. Amen. And so that's why it's so important with the mind that we become skillful at uh, flowing with the sound mind that is ours in Christ. Yeah. And I tell you what, no more than you would turn over your salvation to the devil. No more than you would turn over divine healing to the devil or, or prosperity to the devil. Don't turn your sound mind over to the devil. It's always within your control to decide what kind of life you're going to have. And uh, I, I've learned this in 25 years of pastoring. I've learned this, that God will allow you to have everything you're okay with. And uh, so many times people are waiting for God to do something about their situation and God's waiting for them to quit being okay with their situation. You know, if you, uh, if you allow your, if you allow your children to talk back to you, you allow them to be disrespectful to you and you're okay with that, God will let you have that. Right. <laughs> right. If you're okay with worry, he'll let you have worry. But if you ever decide, wait a minute, that's not what God offered me. That's not what God authored for me. And you decide, I'm done with that flow. His ability and His power and His Word will back you up. When you decide to take your stand, His power will be there to meet that. And so I want to encourage you, don't be okay with anything less than God's best. And a troubled mind, a harassed mind, a worried mind, fearful thoughts are not part of what God's authored for you. And so decide not, just say, I'm done with that. And you know, the, the sad thing about it is uh, so many people are raised in homes that where that was, that was the flow that was just normal for their home. I'm so thankful and so grateful that, uh, that my mother did not like an up and down <laughs> attitude. She did not like emotions going up and down. And so therefore she raised us to be consistent. She raised us to be constant. Get the drama out. She did not allow drama in the home. She did not. And so it gave me a head start in the way God operates because the thing about God and the thing about Jesus, they're the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's no ups and downs. There's no wondering how they're going to be. You know, with some people, if you, if they, if you go to, to, to visit them a particular day, you might not always know what version of them you're going to get. But with God, you always know what version you're going to get. You're going to get the victory version. And He offers us a life 
of we're the same yesterday, today, and forever. That every day is a day of peace. It's not one day you lose your peace, one day you got your peace. One day you're in joy, one day you're not in joy. That's not being skillful with the life that he offered for us. And so I I would say this, um, decide what you're not okay with anymore out of your own thought life, out of your own way of functioning. And people will say, well, if the devil would leave me alone, you know, then I'd be in peace. Real victory is not waiting for relief from the devil. Because the devil's not going to leave you alone. Anybody in here ever had the devil leave you alone? No, nobody. The devil's not going to leave you alone. The real victory is you being untroubled right in the presence of any opposition, of anything the devil throws your way. What's Psalm 23 say, verse 5, it says that God prepares a table before us. He prepares a table before us. What's that table represent? Provision, supply, abundance. He prepares a table of everything we're going to need in this life. He's already prepared it and made it ours. So he prepares a table before us. Look at this, in the presence of our enemies. So it's not, you're not going to get rid of the devil. As long as we're on this earth until Adam's lease runs out, the devil has a right to be here and he's going to be here. There's going to come a time when he won't be here, but till Adam's lease runs out, he's here. Victory is not being left alone. Victory is you being untroubled by what's present. That's victory. That's skill. And that's what God offers us. He does not just want us to wait until circumstances are all as they should be before our life is pleasant. And uh, I tell you what, the word tells us that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So know this, that God offers us the flow of the kingdom is already ours. We can live there before we go there. We can live in heaven's flow before we go there. And uh, by taking the thoughts of the word, by knowing how God thinks, by knowing how God moves and how he, how he, how he responds. Mm -hmm. And we agree with that flow and we come into that flow, then we start living days of heaven on earth. What is that? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And um, the word tells us, as I said in Psalm 23, verse 5, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. It's not about getting the devil to leave you alone. It's about making the devil watch you eat your victory. Make him watch you partake of the table of God's provision and God's blessing. And uh, just make him want to leave and get out and not you waiting for him to get out before you're in victory. That he so cannot, he cannot stand being around the victory victorious one who knows their victory and is skillful with their victory. They're skillful with their peace. They're skillful with their joy. And he wants to go trouble someone it works on. And so when he finds it doesn't work on you, I tell you what, you're going to live days of heaven on earth when you realize that no matter what circumstances come, God never withdraws his flow from you. That flow of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, it's never withdrawn from you no matter what circumstances come. So 
even though wrong circumstances or difficult circumstances can show up in your daily life, the flow of God is never uh, dismissed from your life. It's still there and available for you to step Amen. into. So on what would make others sad, you can still rejoice. What, what, what would make others fearful, you can still rejoice. Amen. You can still be in peace because the flow of God is never withdrawn from us. Amen. Amen. So it's our job to become skillful. And as I said, part of the blessings of God is God has authored a sound mind for us. With that sound mind, I want you to turn with me to 2 Timothy in chapter 1. And I'm going to read out of verse 7. And this is the Amplified Translation. It says, God has not given us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing and fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power, of love. The King James says a sound mind. But the Amplified says of a calm, well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. That is what we need to become skillful in. That we are skillful at staying in a, that skillful at holding our mind in a calm flow. Skillful at holding our mind in a well balance. That means we don't we don't flip off into error and into extremes. We don't get drawn off and drift off. But we're well balanced. We're staying right in the middle. Uh, then a, a disciplined mind. This is so so important. A self controlled mind. A disciplined mind. You know this, and I was talking about it in the previous episode that undisciplined children cause all kinds of problems in a home. They get into all kinds of trouble they shouldn't get into. They get into all kinds of places they shouldn't go into. Well, if, if undisciplined children will do that, what do you think an undisciplined mind will do? An undisciplined mind will rob you of peace. Now listen to me. An undisciplined mind, I didn't say the devil will rob you of peace. I said an undisciplined mind. Because we are not subject to what the devil throws at us. Don't, now, don't misunderstand me. Just because we're Christians, the devil will still attack. But we don't let him determine the outcome. We determine yes. the outcome. That's right. Amen. So what is a disciplined mind? Well, first of all, it's a renewed mind. A renewed mind means you're taking the thoughts of God, the Word of God, this Bible. God became an author. And he wrote down his thoughts. Why? So that we would have, we would know what's the right way to think when wrong things show up. We don't even have to come up with the right thoughts. <laughs> He's already told us what right thinking is. The word, the things he instructs in his word is right thinking. So when we choose those thoughts, because every day you're making a choice, you're going to either choose the thoughts that, that bombard against the mind, or you're going to choose the thoughts that God offers you in his word. So a disciplined mind is a renewed mind and a renewed mind is a disciplined mind. Yes. That means you're disciplined to only accept certain things. Mm -hmm. There are some people, as I was saying earlier, there are some people that are, they grow up in a home to where the, it's, it's almost as though minds were without restraint. Mm -hmm. And how do we know that minds were without restraint? Because words were without restraint. Yeah. Actions were without restraint. Anytime someone is without restraint is because, first of all, their thoughts are without restraint. And so to discipline actions, to discipline words, you have to discipline the thought life. Yes. Right. Amen. Amen. So um, an undisciplined mind will touch into things it shouldn't touch into. 
uh, a disciplined mind says, you know what? There's no blessing there. I'm not going that direction. <laughs> I'm not going that direction. Because the enemy will suggest all kinds of thoughts to the mind. A whole random uh, a whole random, uh, all, random thought, all kinds of different thoughts with every arena of life. Yeah. But you have to, you have to examine that thought. Where is that thought going to end you up? Yeah. That's good. If you go in the wrong direction, it's going to take time to get out of the wrong direction. Yeah, right. So it's just better not to go the wrong right. direction right. to begin with. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, as I said, how do we discipline our thoughts? We renew our minds. So turn with me in your Bibles, Romans chapter 12, and I'm going to read verse 2. Romans chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world. Mm -hmm. So notice the world has an ability to conform. Mm -hmm. People that don't even intend to conform right. will end up conforming. <laughs> so be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of the mind. I love that word, transformed. It's an amazing thing that uh, renewing the mind offers us is a transformed life. When you renew your mind with the word, what's that mean? That means you decide, I'm going to choose God's thoughts. When, some, when thoughts are offered me, I'm going to only choose the ones that are in agreement with what God says. And uh, when you renew your mind with the word, Romans 12 verse 2 says, it'll transform your life. Your life won't look like it used That's to. Right. That's what it means. It Amen. will become something totally different. And there's nothing that's more uh, cheating on the life of a believer is for their life to stay the same. Right. Right. They're robbing, they're some, some, the best is being robbed from them. If they're like, once you get born again, everything should start changing. Yes. Yes. But so many, their lives stay the same. They still fight the way they used to fight, argue the way they used to argue, mm -hmm. uh, think the way they used to think, act the way they used to act. And if you didn't know they, weren't, they, they were born again, you wouldn't be able to tell it. What does that do to? Are they born again? Yeah, they're probably born again, but they've never done this wonderful work mm -hmm. of renewing the mind that brings them into a transformed life. Don't yeah. cheat what God offers, offers you by never coming into the transformed life. That only comes with a renewed mind. Right. Years ago, um, my, my youngest son, he wanted to go see a movie, and I don't know if I have the name of it right. It's the Transformers or something, I think. It's a, a kid's movie. And uh, so we went to watch this, I don't know, probably 15 years ago or so. And uh, it, it started out that it started out as a car. And so uh, this teenager was just driving this car. And as it was in the form of a car, that's all it did. It drove like a car. But in the movie, it transformed into like a weapon. <laughs> And when that transformed into a weapon, it could do things it could it could do things it couldn't do when it was a car. Mm -hmm. 
That's what the renewing of the mind offers you. A, re, a transformed life. That your life becomes what it was never before. You're living, uh, your, your family is living in a way it's never lived before you were born again. Your actions depict a transformed life. That only happens through the renewed mind. Amen. Amen. Renewing the mind gives you access to a transformed life. Now listen to that. Renewing the mind gives you access to the transformed life. Now uh, potentially a transformed life belongs to every believer. But we know this, not every believer is living a transformed life. It's potentially theirs, but it's the renewing of the mind that gives you access to that transformed life. Amen. Amen. Now, having someone, you go to a church and you have a pastor to lay hands on you, or maybe a fellow believer, you have to pray for you. You can have someone lay hands on you. That'll bless you. Listen, that's very biblical. It's very scriptural to have people to lay hands on you. Bible says lay hands on the sick, they'll recover. There is such a thing as impartations that happen when somebody lays hands, someone anointed to lay, ha- to lay hands on someone. When they do that, impartations happen. So it's scriptural to lay hands on people. Lay, someone laying hands on you will bless you, but it will never transform you. It's scriptural to have someone to agree with you in prayer. Mm-hmm. It's scriptural. And God will get involved and power will get involved, but it will never transform you. It'll bless you, but it won't transform you. There's only one thing that transforms, and that's the renewing of the mind. And the renewing of the mind is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a lifelong profession of the believer to renew the mind. And it's our lifelong privilege (laughs) to renew the mind. Um, If believers don't renew their minds, their lives won't look much different than they were before they were saved. And that's not, that's not what, that's not why we got saved to keep living the way we were living. We got saved because we were done living the way we were living. But what happens, people sit back and wait for God to bring them into something when what he did, he opened a whole new way of living to them. A transformed life, but it only comes through the renewed mind. Now listen, being saved doesn't mean that problems don't arise. It means the outcome of problems is different. That's what it means. And the renewed mind sees problems differently than the unrenewed mind. Amen. Amen. So the renewed mind means we take on God's way of thinking. If our thoughts contradict or are opposed to what God says, we lay down the way we think. Every single one of us were raised in in a different system in our house, you know. We were raised with the way our moms taught us and our dads taught us. And that's a blessing if if they were in line with the Word. But many of us were raised with thoughts that weren't in line with the Word. And you may think, well, I thought that way all my life. But you don't, you're not sentenced to live that way all your life. Because when we take on God's thoughts of the word, that means we lay down and we reject any other thought that would oppose the way God says something is to be done or the way a, a thought is to be carried out. So when someone is renewing their mind, it will show up in their thought life. Yes. It'll show up in their marriage. It'll show up in their home. It'll show up in the lives of their children. 
one of the things, you know, with me, with, with our children is, uh, I didn't just want, I wanted them to have friends that were Christians, but I also wanted them to have friends that were part of a family that was renewing their minds. Why? Because when someone is renewing their mind, the way they behave is, is dictated by that word that they're submitting themselves to. Amen. And, and so it, it's good and it's right to confess the word, but I'll say this, our minds aren't being renewed until it's showing up in our actions. Just to be able to quote the word doesn't mean your mind's renewed. Just knowing what God says is not the renewing of the mind. It's when those words of God, the thoughts of God start di dictating the way you conduct your life, your everyday life, the way you live. Now you're stepping into the flow of the renewed mind. So the renewed mind isn't renewed until it's in the actions and in your daily life. Amen. So thank God. I, listen, we should confess the word. I believe in confessing the word. I mean, faith comes by hearing the word and you, your spirit needs to hear your mouth confessing right. the word. But we confess the word, not because that's the end of all things, right. but by confessing the word, now we're hearing how to behave, how to act, how to respond. So when we say, by his stripes I'm healed, we're not just confessing it, hoping it works. We're confessing it so that we'll know how to act in line with what we just confessed. Ah, so his word says, by his stripes I'm healed, so I'm to act like I'm healed. You see? Well, that's what we mean when we say that the renewed mind is going to show up in your actions. Mm -hmm. It's not enough to confess it. You can confess the word, confess the word, confess the word, but if you never put it into the doing, mm -hmm. the mind's still not renewed. Mm -hmm. right. So the renewed mind is seen in the way we live, not just the way we talk, right. <laughs> not just yeah. what we're confessing. Yeah. It's showing up in our daily yeah. life. It's showing up in our marriage. It's showing up yeah. in our yeah. home. Yeah. It's showing up in the way we conduct ourselves on the job. Yeah. It's showing up that there's the fruit of the renewed mind. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. This is what transforms a life. Yeah. And so God, this is, this is showing us really that we're maturing spiritually. We cannot grow up and mature spiritually until and unless we renew our minds with the word. Amen. Amen. That's why some people's spiritual development is hindered or stunted because they're not renewing the mind. And so the more we renew our minds, the sweeter life will be. And so I want to pray for you today. Because I don't know what's coming against your mind. I don't know what you're dealing with, but I know this. There's peace for your mind. That peace is on the inside of you. So, Father, I pray for those who are watching today, that those who have been troubled and harassed in their minds, Satan, I say you take your hands off their mind. We join our faith with theirs. And we, we call, Father, for the peace that's on the inside of them to rise up. Now, you yield to that peace. You yield to the peace of God. Don't yield to fear. Don't yield to worry, but yield to the peace of God. And as you do, it will start running the, the troubling thoughts out of your mind, the harassing thoughts out of your mind. 
You know, um, I've been teaching and I'm going to keep teaching out of this book, A Sound Disciplined Mind. This was one of the first books that God had me to write. And I tell you, we want you to get hold of it because as I said, these things don't change overnight. But as we give ourselves and give our attention to practicing doing the right thing with our thought life by disciplining it, uh, then we can come into the place that God has for us. So we want you to get hold of it. You can go to our website at deframeministries.org or you can give us a call, but get hold of this. We would love for you to get it in your hands. And we want to remind you that Jesus is the healer. We'll see you next time. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Please join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, September 4th through the 8th. Come expecting your miracle. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Nancy Dufresne teaches how to close the door to worry, fear, and doubt in this book about the peace of God. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.